Hesedim is a series of reflection, usually reflecting on an issue in the society in the light of the words of scripture. You're welcome to join us each time and to send your questions or comments by way of a voice note. Look forward to hearing you and speaking with you. I'm speaking to you today about the subject of relationships. The Minister of National Security put on the table his new name for domestic violence, which according to him is driving the national crime statistics. He's calling it acquaintance violence. At the base of our problems is the culture of aggression, self-doubt and greed which has become the new normal in our country. Beyond that, however, the problem of relationships is made worse by the shortage of good example and moral leadership. It is first a collective problem before it is an interpersonal problem. Many churches appear to have taken their cue from the protocols from the pandemic to close down operation and are operating on a skeleton um, infrastructure. The matters of our focus on relationship are a matter that is urgently needed in the society. The rise of violence and violence against women are emblematic of the dysfunctionality of relationships that have always been a part of our society and if anything is getting worse. I've chosen a reading from Romans 12, 9 to 21. Love must be sincere, hate what is evil, cling to what is good, be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above yourselves, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer, share with the Lord's people who are in need practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as depends on you, live at peace with everyone do not take revenge my dear friends but leave room for god's wrath for it is written it is mine to avenge i will repay says the lord on the contrary if your enemy is hungry feed him if he is thirsty give him something to drink in doing this you will heap burning coals on his head do not be overcome by evil but overcome evil with good when I was a small child, we learned to set the table. Our house had a dining table. It had tablecloth even made of plastic. We learned the table manners, how to sit at the table, how to not put your elbow on the table, how to put the fork in your left hand and the knife in your right hand, how not to talk with food in your mouth and so on. 
This passage is a kind of Christian etiquette training. This section of the Roman correspondence, titled variously as Rules of Love and as the Christian Life, was written in response, it was not written in response to a set of problems being faced in particular in the church in the center of empire. It was a church the apostle had up to this point of writing not visited. In the case of the Corinthian correspondence, the household of Chloe had highlighted certain problems for the apostle in response to which he wrote the Corinthian epistles. Here, he's writing a recommendation for Deaconess Phoebe, who was about to visit Rome. He has taken the opportunity to introduce himself and his gospel to the church. It is a kind of piece for an audition or interview, or still better, a magnum opus. Here he is interacting with the matters arising from God's mercy poured out in Jesus Christ on the Christians. It is the further and better particulars of what it means to be a Christian. Christianity 101. What a Christian community and a Christian church is. He gives approximately 20 complex commands or instructions. He makes it clear that the Christian life is not a free for all. It is a structured and it is an ordered life. It operates on values and principles with a sense of the ideal. It is not improvised. It is incarnated and it is ordered. There is an ethos that is Christian and it is other than, different from, and better than what is abroad in the rest of the community. It blazes a trail. It sets a standard. It raises a high watermark of conduct in the world. It does not copy what is around it. It does not do it for the likes. It is in a lane of its own. If you wade through what Paul has to say about Christian living in the world, in its collective expression, it is not individualistic. It calls for accountability. It calls for reciprocity. And it calls for mutuality. And it calls for there to be harmony. The church is a space for social cohesion. People get along in church. If there is one place for bad blood to end and for bad mind to end, it is church. We have the tools of forgiveness and the foundation of love and the prompting of spiritual fervor serving the Lord. It does not matter how abusive the relationship out of which you have come or how difficult your circumstances have been in Christ, you can rise above them in your conduct. You do not allow the world to squeeze you into its mold, but you are transformed by a renewed mind and you will be informed by the will of God. The list of items here make no comment on the state of the church's finances or building program. Its focus is on character and on relationships. These are not things that need to be altered by the protocols for the pandemic. 
or to be put on pause once the church is under lockdown. In fact, they have a heightened role in these difficult times. Allow me to pick out a few of them to focus on. One, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Paul calls on us every day, in every way, wherever we are to serve the Lord. Serving the Lord is the watchword and talisman of our lives. It explains everything. It is not our political program or our investment strategy. It is what we are and it is what we do. White evangelicals in the USA are pushing back against the vaccine, not because of their faith, but because of their politics. One's political commitment has become, has, is now becoming one's most basic and primary commitment. It ought to be our relationship with God in Christ. When serving the Lord is what we do, we will be driven from within. We will be guided from above and we will be assisted and accompanied along the way, along our journey. We do not want to be lacking in zeal or fervor. We will serve God through thick and thin, no matter what. Others may serve mammon. Others may serve men. Still others may serve themselves. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The essence of the further and better particular of being a Christian is to serve the Lord. That is the matter arising. Two, live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. This command is repeated. It says, as far as lies within you, live at peace with everyone. It implies that this table manners of Christian living requires us to get along with the full range of people in the world. It calls us to get along with little people, people who have nothing to bargain with but their own humanity. It calls us to get along with difficult people, who are people who are hard to please, people who make trouble, people who are difficult to understand, people who are high maintenance, and to get along with people who are downright evil. They do evil and they do evil to you. People who hate you. The Christian life is a high watermark in which we find a way to get along with them. We learn when to cover our mouth, when to speak up. We learn to pray for them, to offer a kind word. We have an image of an inclusive community. It is a space in which persons are preferred and treated with hospitality. They are given the benefit of the doubt. It is a space where persons are treated as valuable members of the community. Cheers, theme song. We learn how to put ourselves in their position. When I entered my second pastorate, it was at the Portmore Missionary Church. They had a team, they had teams of young people in their fellowship. 
the Young People's Movement was amply supported. At that time, the sitcom Cheers was on NBC in the USA and here in Jamaica. And I found that its theme song was also the song for their youth movement. Making your world in the making your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name and they're always glad you came. You want to be where you can see. Our troubles are all the same. You want to go where everybody knows your name. This calls for determination. It calls for discipline. It calls for tolerance. Be open, be patient, be forgiving. May I go to the next command? Do not repay anyone evil for evil, but be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. End the cycle of acrimony and recrimination. Let it stop with you. Never become the evil you are seeking to defeat. Take time. Leave it to God. God has options. God has good outcomes in mind for both of you. It is up to us to make the world a better place. This command to love your enemy and to break the cycle of insults and abuse is the most distinctly Christian characteristic. It was first developed by the prophet Elisha as he advised the king of Israel to treat kindly the enemy soldiers that had become his captives. Give them food and water and you will have a friend in enemy camp, Elisha told Ahab. It has since then become the best thing that the Christian faith has to offer the world. Love your enemies. If he's hungry, feed him. Thirsty, give him to drink. The world is badly in need of a godly example in relationships. Somebody needs to show the way it in the society, or we are going to bludgeon ourselves to death. Love needs to become the watchword for an entire generation. Let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. This ought to be our prayer today and for the days ahead. Amen.